What up, y'all? My name is Ella, and I am an Afro-Latina certified peer support worker here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Welcome to the Building You Up podcast, where I help you help yourself optimize your mental health. In this space, we keep it real and talk about mental health in a way that everyone can understand as well as relate to. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. The world keeps turning. Oh, what a day. What a day, what a day. The world keeps turning. Oh, what a day. What a day, what a day. Hey guys, welcome to episode five of Building You Up. And by the title, you already know this episode is dedicated to the fuckboy epidemic. And if you don't know what a fuckboy is, later on in this episode, you will find out the history as well as a definition. But I want to be clear that this is not a man or woman bashing session because I think that women can be fuck girls. This episode is all about offering a new perspective when it comes to the slang word fuckboy and what it really says about us and the people that we select to either be friends with or romantic partners with. Now, this is going to be a two- part episode. So this first part is all about rethinking and me offering my reflections on what makes a fuckboy, what it really means to say this word, and why I kind of think that I'm not going to use it anymore because I used it once and it did not turn out well and you're going to hear all about it. So this is the first episode for August. I'm so grateful. And yes, as my listeners have already noticed, there was no episode for July. And I have something on my heart that I want to share with fellow creatives, fellow podcasters, fellow individuals that might struggle with their mental health or that might have a mental illness condition and are trying to do the best they can right now. Or even if you're going through a rough time, anybody that needs to hear whatever I'm about to say right now. This show is based on authenticity. And I think that as a creative, especially someone who is dealing with mental health issues, sometimes I feel bad that I am in a situation in which um, emotions are, are running high and I feel like I can't function at my optimal performance level because I am going through a period of depression. And if you are somebody who is also going through depression or if you're in a low point in your life and you just feel like you are not doing enough or you are not doing life right or that you cannot function or maybe you don't recognize yourself because the amount of work that you used to be that you used to be able to get done you can't do anymore i'm here to show you that you can get through this and we going to get through this i want to show people that no matter what you're going through you can still push forward and you can continue cuz every day is a new day a new opportunity and let me tell you something just one day can change everything so even if you fell off on whatever you're trying to do in life right now it's cool if today is your comeback day Just keep going. And the reality is that depression can cripple you, make you dysfunctional, non-functional, and really just turn your life upside down. And I'm going to make an episode about that. And that's a majority of the reason why I haven't put out anything. Additionally, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that I want to be somebody who feels confident in saying that and keeping it real with you guys, because I'm just like you. But Just because I'm doing this, just because I have the title of certified peer support worker doesn't mean that I got all my shit together. 
I don't. And the thing is, all of us are trying to constantly figure things out. And I think because of social media and because of the fact people like just live in their best life online, it can really fuck with our perception on reality. And the reality is that we cannot compare our chapter one or our chapter two to somebody's chapter 15 or chapter 20. So I want to be that girl that steps from behind the veil and says, I'm going through stuff, but I'm pushing through it and I'm trying to do what I can to take care of my mental health and also stay true to my projects. And that's another reason why I'm committed to this podcast, because I want to show people that even if you're going through something, if you're trying, it's enough. You are doing enough. And that's what I got on my heart to say. So July was Minority Mental Health Month. And you know what? I have to admit, although I am a mental health advocate, this is the first time that I've ever heard of Minority Mental Health Month. Whenever I find out about something new, I always want to Google, research it or whatever. And then I came to find out that it's actually been a thing for the past 10 years. This is incredible. I think that it's amazing that we can have certain months for certain things, even if it's multiple things in one month, because it just showcases that there are people, a group of people that are willing to start paying attention to those things and those voices that remain unheard due to stigma or due to it being a taboo topic or whatever. For more info on Minority Mental Health Month, I will have more info and links in the show notes. So check that out. Oh yeah, I was also... um featured in Hip Latina magazine and I just want to thank the folks over there for putting me on the list of the 10 mental health support people that you should be following on social media. The Hip Latina feature is going to be in the show notes so you can check that out if you want to. There are a lot of other dope peeps on the list. Also I got a new website so now you can listen to the podcast directly on my website www.ellaspeaks.com. I am Ella speaks across all platforms. So check it out, folks. Go have a good old time. Leave a comment. Make me get internet famous, shall we? I gotta pay my bills somehow. Anyway, moving on. So what are we saying or what do we mean? Or where did this phrase of fuckboy even come from. I was curious, so I googled it. In its most basic sense, it's a man who sleeps with women with no intention of dating them. So, someone who's distant, doesn't care about other people's time, and will not commit no matter what. Some synonyms are a douchebag, a womanizer, a narcissist, emotionally unavailable, the jerk phase, the ain't shit guy, the friends with benefits guy. But my definition is more of like, I think that when people are saying f-boy, I think that what they're trying to say, it's, it's just a toxic person, you know? And toxic people are toxic for many different reasons. I think that sometimes a toxic person could have a character flaw that they can overcome. I also think that maybe some people are just toxic, but I also believe in like separating the behavior from the person because some people go through phases, you know, some people hurt people when they are in pain. Some people hurt people when they are just trying to survive and get their needs met. Also, something that I'm realizing is that healing people hurt people too. Well, I can give you an example. I dated someone before who was not over their ex and they weren't really self-aware. And a lot of the resentment and anger and frustration that they had 
in regards to the breakup kind of manifested during the time when we were dating because I wanted to get close to this person, but they really kept me at a distance and it was hard to get to know them and it ultimately really hurt me. Back then when this happened, I was really mad at them because there's other things that that happened too. And I would put this person in the category of displaying some narcissistic behavior as well as like, you know, the whole F boy thing that we're talking about. And I blame them and I shame them and ultimately our relationship did not move forward. But reflecting on my past, I have realized that this person was healing and in them trying to heal, they ultimately were hurting me. We both had competing needs, meaning that I wanted a relationship, I wanted love, I wanted closeness, and he needed to heal. And sometimes narcissistic people and the people that we call f-boys are actually individuals that are either surviving or trying to heal or actually reacting to their past which has now made them into this f-person or which has now caused them to be in a stage in their life where this is the only behavior that they're going to showcase and this is how they're going to treat people now so when we have that understanding of things we have the power and the clarity to make a choice if we are going to endure this person or not So when we are hip to game, that is the most power that we can have because then it's kind of like checkmate. It's kind of like king me. That's checkers if you don't know. It's kind of like uno, bitches. We have that power and that control to now define and see how we're going to move with this person. Because just because we know what's going on doesn't mean that it's okay. It doesn't mean that we're going to coddle this person. It doesn't mean that we're going to accept their behavior. So moving on, I want to let you guys know the rest of the history of the word F-boy. It was originally started in prisons, labeling a man as somebody who was passed around and used for sex. Then it came up again in hip hop by rapper Cameron in a song that he wrote, Boy Boy. And then after that, in 2014 is when we started seeing the word floating around more on the internet and people were now using it to describe their dating experiences with these men but i think that it's helpful to be mindful of the history because ultimately it's an insult it's it's a very negatively charged word to try to hurt someone and to try to blame someone and to try to ultimately punish and shame somebody that's what this word is all about so from now moving forward on today's episode at least i'm not going to use the term f-boy i'm just going to say a toxic person and we're going to categorize this toxic person under the label of like narcissist and we're going to talk about things in terms of behavior because I'm not here to bash anyone. I believe that even though someone has done something wrong to you that sometimes when we are upset with a person's behavior we turn around and criticize this this person. We make this person the bad guy and therefore we start attacking the character instead of addressing the behavior and holding people accountable. And at least me, what I've been trying to do is use more compassion for people who kind of make me mad. I try to think of it in a sense of why are they doing this behavior? Like what need are they trying to be met? What hurt them that they have to hurt me? And it kind of lessens my anger and anxiety towards the situation. Another thing that I've been doing is stepping back. I then turn a lens to myself and I say, what does this say about myself? Like why was I even tolerating this behavior? Why am I even tripping right now? Why am I getting mad at this person? Like, what does this say about me? And then I move from there. Because let me tell y'all, I'm trying to break my negative cycles with romantic relationships. And in therapy, as well as through many books that I have read, I have learned and I have come to believe 
that we as human beings intentionally, constantly try to create home in our friends and in our romantic partners. And what that means is that if you had a fucked up relationship with somebody when you were younger, like your mom or your dad, especially those those people that were the closest to you, you're going to try to recreate that even as painful as it might be, even if you think like, why would I create pain for myself? Trust me, trust me, honey, it is possible. It's a a mind fuck though. It's confusing because you can be really aware about something that you don't want. And you're like, I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to deal with F boys. I don't want to deal with toxic people. It, It hurts me. But then you keep finding yourself in the same situation over and over and over again. So I'm just saying there gotta be something more to the story. If we keep finding ourselves in the same situation, or if we keep recreating the same relationships romantically and platonically and sexually. So within the theme of authenticity and just keeping it real with y'all, I'm gonna tell y'all a little bit about what happened to me, okay? And I'm gonna tell you what I learned. And then we're gonna close out the show because my mouth is dry and it's hot. All right, I'm back. I got some water to quench my thirst and I made me myself some tea just in case a bitch gets parched and shit. All right, okay. Um, I just want to let y'all know that when I call myself a bitch, it's in a very loving form. Um, something about awareness, you know, you can be aware of slang terms and you can be aware of the context and stuff like that. But I don't believe in taking the fun out of language. I peep game. I know that bitch can be derogatory, but I'm still going to use it every now and then because awareness should not limit your expression. Awareness should empower your expression and should complement how you move with your words and your behavior. So I just wanna make that known because a lot of times I think that individuals like myself are held to a certain standard when we're talking about mental health or when we're talking about self-love, but we are multi-dimensional people. Just as much as I am all about OM and namaste and being compassionate to people, and understanding things at a deeper level. I am also Miss Ratched and will pop lock in a heartbeat. And if you don't know what pop locking is, look it up. I gotta let you know, I am not an expert, but I do have a lot of life experience related to F-boys, also known as narcissist. And if you wanna look more deeply into some of the things that I have been talking about today, check out the show notes for the articles that I read in preparation for this episode. It's some good reads in there. So let's continue the show, shall we? So what really inspired me to do this episode is that I had a falling out about a week and a half ago with my friends with benefit situation. And I called this person a fuck boy and I got chewed out and discarded like some gum. So you just gonna winter fresh me? Not even winter fresh because winter fresh gum and those those are delightful experiences and I think you don't really get tired of it because it's so small, right? So I would say this person bubble yummed me because if you remember bubble yum, it was such a big ass piece of gum that you would put in your mouth to the point where you just got tired of it and you just spit it out. So this person bubble yummed me. They 
chewed me out and discarded me because they told me about myself. They said, they said a lot of things, but essentially they said that I made a decision and I'm mad about the decision that I made. And then they proceeded to say goodbye and it hurt because you know what that's called? Rejection. It really hurt my feelings. And I had to take a step back and think to myself, why am I here again? Because like I said earlier in the show, I am trying to break the toxic cycles in my romantic relationships that also extends to sexual relationships and friendships and things like that. But when it comes to romantic relationships, there's a pattern that I peep game to in myself. And the only way that I was able to peep game was to committing to the fact that I need to start looking at myself because this year is all about healing for me and healing requires for you to hold yourself accountable for the actions that you have made or the situations that you have created that have contributed to your pain. Now, this is the first time I ever used the term fuckboy to insult somebody or to express my anger. Ultimately, my intention with using the word and the results that happened did not match up. But I also had to step back and kind of realize that I wasn't even being intentional. I was being impulsive. I was mad. I was angry at this person and I wanted to shame and blame them. And if you've been listening this far, if you have stayed with me this far, you know that during the beginning of the of the episode, I gave you an example of somebody that I was dating that I, again, I shamed and blamed them. So I have a pattern of creating situations, not asking for what I want, and then being mad about not getting what I want and then blaming somebody else because I never spoke up about what I wanted (laughs) is ridiculous. But I know that I am not the only one who does this. And these words hit you in a certain spot where you kind of want to sit back and say, do I do this? Lean in to that feeling, to that intuitive feeling and kind of reflect on if you do any of what I'm talking about. And it's very interesting. I am attracted to people that are emotionally unavailable. And this person that I called a fuckboy, I realized they were doing fuckboy things. They were displaying fuckboy behavior that was not acceptable, but it turns out that they were really emotionally unavailable. They weren't able to even remotely be a friend to me. All they wanted was sex. And If I would confront this person, which I did in the past, and I would say, we're not friends. All you really want is sex and you're in a broken point in your life, you know, they would deny it. Because the thing is, the people that are displaying toxic behaviors and they know their behaviors are hurting someone, most of the time a toxic person is not a toxic person in their head. So they need to find ways to excuse their shitty behavior so they feel okay about it. One of these ways is turning all the bullshit onto you or denying anything that you try to hold them accountable for. And that's what this person did because I think that if somebody is in a is in a point in their life where they are healing or they are emotionally unavailable, then that puts them in the, in the category of a toxic person or being in a toxic phase. So that kind of brings me to what have I really learned from the situation, especially when it comes to the slang term F-boy. So number one, biggest thing that I have learned is that F-boy is an insult. That does not mean that there are not F-boys out there doing F-boy stuff. But what it means is that if I'm using that word against someone or to label someone, then I'm essentially doing that to hurt them. And if this person hurt me, why do I want to be at war or at battle with this person and try to throw a grenade right back at them via the word F-boy? And one of the reasons that 
I realized that some people go that low or maybe why I went that low is because the inner child within ourselves, or at least I'm just gonna speak for myself, the inner child within me or the person within me, maybe even the immature person within me is kind of like, you hurt me, I'm hurting right now and I'm not getting what I want, so I'm gonna hurt you. It's like I'm, I'm throwing a sort of a tantrum by saying that word. Um, I think there's other ways to address behavior, you know, because it is a thing. There are people out there that act this way, but we don't have to interact with them, you know? And I think that we have to be very privy. We need to be aware of the behavior so that we can manage it and not put ourselves in situations where we're constantly hurting ourselves by being friends or being romantic with people like this. So that brings me to point number two, holding people accountable. If I am ever in a situation like this again, I am equipped with the knowledge to peep out this person, right? And I have a choice to make. And I think first and foremost, it's all about speaking up. So I'm gonna call this person out and holding somebody accountable is not the same thing as shaming or blaming them. As soon as a F-boy behavior manifests and you see it, call it how you see it right away, right? And then you have to kind of observe what this person is gonna do with you calling them out. Then I have learned that you set standards for the behavior changing. Because if this is somebody who, let's say, you kind of like them, you feeling them or whatever, and this behavior came, came up and your intuition or your instinct is kind of telling you that you can work with us, with that person, try and work with them. But if this is, if, if you have a different standard than I do or anybody else, and the first time they show that behavior, you're done, then be done. This is something that is very individual to do with somebody. So that's the second thing that in reflection I have learned just sitting with my thoughts in regards to this like hold them accountable set the standards and if the behavior don't change walk the fuck away <laughs> like just go away without blaming them so those are like two of the main things that I learned most of everything else is are things that I've learned about myself like just deep deep things that I've learned about myself that I will be sharing in part two of this episode dealing with a fuck boy and what it really says about you and your mental health so you're gonna have to wait about that because we're getting towards the end of this show but what I want to leave you with is is number one, to encourage people to think more deeply about the language that we use when we're interacting with people, I mean, because it's not fair to hurt people just because they hurt us. And I really believe in compassion. And just because you're being compassionate and just because you're being understanding and you understand that this person might be hurting or whatever, all the things that we listed today doesn't mean that you have to be a doormat. You know, compassion I really do feel it is about us as individuals because we have the heart to kind of be like, I see that they're going through something and I'm, j I'm just gonna walk away. But I am not gonna hold this against them. I am not gonna shame them and blame them for something that they are not in the position to give to me anyway. Because let me tell you something, when we request things from people who cannot give it to us or who will not give it to us, we are playing ourselves. So I'm just gonna walk away because it's not even worth it. It's not even worth me getting angry and being upset because my needs are not getting met. You know, I'm gonna just let this person be on their journey. And unfortunately, I'm not gonna have to be a part of that. And then we can walk away and feel good about it. Because let me tell you something, me hurting somebody else's feelings, even if their behaviors were out of line, I don't feel good about that. I feel so bad about calling this person a fuck, a fuck boy, even though they were doing fuck shit. I'm, I'm just gonna keep it real. Let me just tell you something real quick. Let me just take it get it off my chest my birthday it was my birthday and this fool decided to go to the IHOP 
before he came over to my house smelling like pancakes and sweaty fucking balls because he went to IHOP after his job. Showed up at my house with not a card, not a flower, not even a fucking pancake. I like pancakes too. What happened to my pancakes, boo? So... and then proceeded to expect that we were gonna have sex. That is an example of fuck boy shit, okay? (laughs) That is a prime example. But again, like I keep driving my point, it says more about me that I accepted this and I just went along with it and I was just like, okay, it's okay. Even though inside I was furious and I had a right to be furious. But the very interesting thing that I am still surprised at is that I'm not even mad at this person. I'm not furious at this person. I'm not even mad at the situation, honestly. And it's a very light feeling because I understand what happened. I understand my role. I understand this person's role in the situation, but I hold nothing against this person. And I'm so proud of myself because this is the first time in a succession of relationships that are very similar to the one that I just described that I actually am taking accountability. And I see that taking accountability for my actions and my thoughts does not mean that I'm shaming or blaming or hating myself. It's just saying, you got it. You got it. I see what what happened. I'm cool with what happened. I'll see you when I see you. No hard feelings on my end. That's all it is. Because let me tell you something. All my other relationships, I was furious. I was mad for months, for months until I realized the lessons. And I'm seeing right now that with my growth, that I'm able to learn a lot faster because a bitch is hard headed. I'm really hard-headed. With all that being said, thank you so much for listening. If you stuck with me this far to the very end of this episode with my repetitive ass, thank you so, so, so much. And if you are listening to me on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave a rating, leave a review. It would help me out so, 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 so much. So the overall moral of this episode is that with insight, we gon' be all right. Shout out to Kendrick Lamar. That's my boo. 